Yo, it's Robert Bruce, and I am right here at The Barbs, the melting pot of culture and art. There's a vast array of shows that I'm going to be seeing and speaking to some pretty cool, interesting people about it too. I can't wait to get into it. Back at the Barb's right here at the Barbican after seeing another amazing show from the internationally renowned pianist Isata Kane Mason. And it wasn't just me that went down, I had a super cool, super suave guest attend as well. You might know her as Tales of a Miracle, the most unique voice in the UK coming out of North London as well. Mira May, what's good? I love you, thank you. How are you, how are good, you? Good, how are you? I'm not too bad, I say in the drip, I love this. You know, you're just trying a little OOTD, yeah. you know, <laughs> like trying to get chic with the people. Yeah, you know, no, it's like. very chic and it's very... I used to dress people. really bad. Really? Back in the day, yeah, my dress sense was in the bin. What was it, what was it? Like, the same outfit every day. <laughs> like, it was really bad. Like, I had no, I did not care what I wore, but now I'm like, Gotta lay out my clothes from the day before, you know? Like, I'm feeling it, I'm feeling it. I hear you. It. And you was at the Barbican. Have you been to the Barbican before? I've been to the Barbican before, but actually yesterday I watched the performance on my phone. Oh, at home okay, yeah. Because I had a little ill toddler, so I couldn't actually make the show. But watching it on my phone was a completely different experience. Mm -hmm. And like, yeah, I'm I'm ready to like talk a bit more about that because I didn't expect it to yeah. be what it was. So yeah. Oh, for real? Mm. It was interesting to see a pianist do their thing. And even, yeah. I've never been to that sort of show before. Mm. You know the sort of show that we go to, mm -hmm. very, very different. Mm -hmm. So to see that and like, when she's finishing, she's walking off and then she's walking back on and then everyone's clapping. Like, how was it watching for you? So experience? for me, like, first of all, I was really initially gutted that I couldn't be there, yeah? So I was already having like a little tantrum about me not being there because I love classical music, like, which is not something that people know about me, but mm. like, especially when it comes to pianists. So like my favorite pianist is Ludovico Inaudi, yeah? Wow. And like, I spent like a majority of my teenage years just listening to his work. So, and he's like, you know, um, completely different from Isatar in terms of age, in terms of where he's from, like, so to watch like a young, beautiful, like she just looked stunning first and foremost. Like she was just so mesmerizing to watch. And like, obviously I got to, like I put baby to bed and I got to like, put it up on my laptop, I lit my little candle, and I sat in my bed and I watched her play. And I think it's different from actually being there because I am watching it live. So I'm getting the camera angles that I think people that were there probably weren't getting. Because when you're in the, sh like when you're in the, that's kind of like how classical music is. It's not really um, screens and a lot of, um, it, it not, not it's not meant to be visual, but it is really focused yeah, on the, the sounds. Yeah, the, the sound, sonics, yeah. like, so. Watching, being able to like watch her face up close and watch her fingers, like, the, like, was just like, I'm turning around to my partner, I'm like, oh my God, look at this, like, <laughs> this is insane. Like, how is she doing that? Do you know what I mean? And like, for me, I feel like I'm happier that I watched it live because I'm so used to going and watching things like in, you know, yeah. the, the, like at concerts, watching it live for me was just a different visual and it shed a bit more light. Like you could really, really gauge her facial expressions 100%. when she was playing and it was like very otherworldly. I think that's what, that's, I think that's why people are so mesmerized with like her and just, you know, like classical musicians in general. Plus there's not really much um, a younger classical yeah. audience. Do you know what I mean? 
it's more so for like older people, but for her to be in the limelight and to really, you know, she has, like she, I did a lot of like research on her and like read up about like her history and just how she kind of, you know, like with her brothers and her family, her lineage, everything. Like the fact that she's kind of like trailblazing right now yeah. as a young person, mid twenties, like for classical music. She played um, a piece of music that is like only 20 years old. It's like wow. a, uh, yeah, it was like a piece written by a very famous um, pianist sister. Okay. And then it got lost for ages and then they found it 20 years ago. So it's a relatively like new piece. So it's like, even within classical music, she's bringing it back and making yeah. it new, innit? Like, so I, for me, it was just, I, you know, like, I was actually a bit mesmerized, like mm. a bit encaptured. Like I could have like turned it off and gone and done something else. But for me, like, I, like it was really like invigorating to watch because I don't get to see a lot of classical music and I don't get to see it with people who remind me so much of the culture now, young people, mm. like, yeah, I, just, I think it was phenomenal. I was really, was, really happy. Uh, it yeah. was amazing. And I was named after my granddad, yeah, and mm. apparently he loved the classical music. Mm. But I've never had classical music in my house, never mm. known where the starting point was. So this was probably definitely my first pianist show mm. that I've gone to, and probably my experience of that. And it just got me thinking, like, my granddad and his generation, they must have been thinking some different things mm. to what I'm thinking now based on the music that I listen now mm. to now, like, no lyrics, just sounds and solids and feelings. When you looked into her and her family, mm. did you find anything that was similar in terms of your journey as an artist, or was it completely polar opposite worlds from what you um, From what I gauged, it was completely polar opposite because um, she obviously comes from a family of, I think her parents were, are very, they both play classical instruments, but had never pursued their careers further in music. So for their children now, obviously all their children are pursuing music and you know for their careers and they're doing fantastically whereas for me like nobody in my family ever did music i learned how to play off google like do you get what like i play guitar and i play drums and i play piano but very intermediately like mm. nowhere near her level like not even a smidge like, i can just go <laughs> like do you get me so it's for me like to see the skill my skill mostly is writing and using my voice as my instrument mm. that's kind of my skill and then i use other instruments to enhance that Whereas hers is solely focused on the piano. And like when you have one thing that you can focus on, like the way that you can just become such a master at it, like she's very much like, she's like a sensei, really. Mm. She could take people under her wing and like, do you know what I mean? It's not, I don't think it's um, an easy thing. Just because your family are into music, it doesn't necessarily mean that you would have the skill or the talent to do so. And I feel like even if you take piano lessons every single day for all of your life, there is still a quality that you need that comes from your spirit and comes from your soul. I feel like those are the kind, like when I was watching her face play, I can see that it's not just rehearsed. It's not just robotic. Like she's really feeling the music. Mm. I feel like that, that is similar. That's the bit that's, that's the, that's the bit that's similar because you could teach people how to sing, teach people how to play piano, you know, put them in these expensive lessons and, you know, there's people who do that to their children, you know, really like, you have to be a maestro at this. But if you don't have the love for it and the passion for it, 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 it will show in your face. Mm. And I think for her, you can definitely see she's got that passion for it. Like when, when I was watching her play yesterday, yeah, something I was else. thinking, yeah, something about this lady that is just gripping me right now. Like, she's just, like, her head movements, like, how she, like, at moments she would really focus and you can see that she was, like, almost, she kind of almost looked a like... scientist. Yeah, mm. like, pouring potions, yeah. like, and trying to, like, you know, just very, very invested into her instrument. And 
It was cool as well. Like, to see the people come out, you turn the page for her, you know? It's like, yeah, royal. What do you mean? I'm turn my page. Like, it was lit. Like, I, I probably... And for someone who doesn't actually listen to classical music um, as often as I listen to other music, like, it was refreshing for me as well. Like, to see the... As a, from musician to musician, to feel inspired by another musician, mm. it had me thinking, man, like, I got to... I want to be as skillful at something like she is. Do you know what I mean? So I think it's inspiring for younger people as well to watch... It's bringing classical music back to the back. front. Like, do you know 100%. what I mean? Like, watching her represent classical music makes it fun again. It makes it lit again. Like, it's not something that you're just thinking. There's no it's barrier like, to entry. Do you get it? Yeah. yeah. I was thinking the same with seeing her basically communicate with the piano. Yeah. I was watching her, and then I was also listening to your album, and you got the song Anxiety on there, right? Yeah. And I was just watching her thinking, like, this is so peaceful and refreshing to me. I wonder what the exchange is for her when she's in it, in it, in it. Mm. It's like letting go of all that emotion and all of the feelings and whatever she's carrying, and her and the piano are just going through it. Did you find that when releasing music, but also she's on the stage, mm. so people are taking it in. So when did music become... When did the consumer of your music become a thing in your career, if that mm. makes sense? Probably... Probably when, like, I met my first manager yeah. and... Well, it wasn't even I met a first manager. Do you remember that group of people that I was talking about? Yeah. My boyfriend, we called, us, we called ourselves Wow Gang. Wings <laughs> open wide. Like, do you wow. know what I mean? We thought we were lit. Like, we were. Like, and uh, they were around um, this lady who um, ended up saying, you, I think you're amazing. I think your voice is really special. Let me manage you, whatever. And I was like, oh, my God, yeah. OK. <laughs> like, I don't know what this means, but she said that... I, I didn't have any money at that point, and she said that I could, like get paid for, like, singing. What? I was like, what? <laughs> she was like, yeah, you go on stage, you sing your song, and they give you money. And I was like, no. <laughs> I went home and I was like, Mom, remember when you were telling me to stop this music stuff because it doesn't make sense, I should go uni, yeah? Apparently, <laughs> I can get paid for this. And Mom was like, all right, cool, lit, do your thing. And, like, I think from there, you know, performing for the first time with my little guitar, because that is how I made so did it. did you start performing I with start, guitar? Yeah, I, I, before I even dropped. Before Ooh. I was dropping projects and... So, you know, it was just two, three things on SoundCloud and I would be in Shoreditch at every open mic, wow. at every little crevice where there is a space to perform. I'd be there feeling as creative as a kite and I would just be playing my guitar and, like, forgetting all my lyrics and, like, not caring about the quality of my performance mm -hmm. but just being myself. So if I'd forget a lyric whilst I'm singing, I would, like, I'd, I'd follow up with a joke or yeah. it wouldn't be, like, I wouldn't freeze and be like, oh, my God, like, I forgot a lyric because at that, at that time, I didn't care. Mm. Like, I was just, I was, I was so happy to be there. Like, just even think, oh, my God, I'm getting 50 pounds after this. That's crazy. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, and I feel like when discussing, like, Asata and when she's playing, I wonder if she feels nervous or, you know, you have those questions, does she feel nervous or how would we know if she messes up or whatever. But when someone is so in there with their instrument or with their craft, a mistake to them or a mistake in general can be invisible if mm. they just have that relationship Confidence with their instrument. Yeah, like, yeah. like if I... Like, for, for me, I, there was not one moment where I felt like it wasn't perfect. Yeah. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And that's very special because a lot of times people come there try to critique. But with that performance, it's not even about critique. It's literally, it was like an experience, mm. especially for people who don't... Um, Listen to on, classical music. Do you get off, it? Yeah. Which is like myself. Like, like I said, I have a, like a little bit of a classical, you know, love for things. Like, I listen to a bit of classical music here and there. Like, it, I do integrate it in my everyday life, hence why, obviously, watching that show yesterday wasn't like 
completely new for me. But at the same time, it was just her specifically. Like, and that's the difference with music. You can find 100 people that play piano, but to watch the way a woman can just, just captivate you just by playing an instrument is very mad. Like, in itself, like, it kind of doesn't make sense. It's like, it's almost like hypnotism. In a, a, in a way. In and not a just way. like, even just music in general, when people go and they watch stuff at shows, at concerts. I think classical music has more of an etiquette mm. at their shows. You know, it's way more elegant. It's way more like you go and you sit and like, no one's you talking. Yeah. No one's talking. Yeah. There's no drunk people in the crowd <laughs> going, oh, sing another song. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, it was very, and, I, and me, I'm used to going to concerts that, you know, rage, like, mm -hmm. do you know what I mean? It's pure anarchy. Everyone's just mosh pitting and yeah. whatever. So to actually see something on the other side that was equally as, like, mesmerizing for me, like, I'm like, now I'm on trying to, I'm on trying to, I'm, I'm trying to go watch Harry Potter on a big screen yeah. with a classical orchestra <laughs> underneath it. Like, that's really what I'm trying to do, that and, like, Game of Thrones and all these things. Like, that is, it's opened my eyes more to classical music because it did calm me down as well in the evening. You know, it's it was already a nice like, little vibe. Yeah, like nice when you get home, I'm sure when you got home, you're thinking, yeah, swapped back from a classical <laughs> show. Like, do you know what I mean? When you were talking about performing the early days, mm. you said something quite interesting. I don't even know if you noticed. You said at that time, mm. I didn't care. Yeah. When does the care creep in? I think the care creeps in the more the pressure creeps in. Like mm. the more that you know, the more fans you have, the more uh, people that kind of know your name. I think. In general, the more successful you are, the more you are susceptible to people wanting your downfall. Like, so when you are, you know, 16, 17, and you're just singing for 50 quid, and you're just trying to like, you know, you're so excited to even be in this situation, you don't care about everyone else. But when you're now, you know, like, you've been nominated for certain awards and like your following's gone up and like your songs are getting more technical, your songs are getting more harder, and now you're on a stage, you might hear a couple of boos. You might feel like, okay, now I've actually got something to prove because I'm making a career for myself here. Mm. Like, it's different than just, like, when you're just doing something. And I think, to be honest, like, a piece of advice for myself as well, like, and for any up-and-coming artists, whether they're pianists, whether they're writers or performers or whatever, is that you have to try and learn how to tap back into that original, that original essence. essence of, I don't care, I'm doing this because I love it. And, like, to watch someone like Isata, who's already got so many accolades, who's already, her name's buzzing, like, do you know what I mean? It's like, I didn't sense not one piece. She could have been felt nervous 100%, like, who knows? But I didn't sense any nerves, and I didn't sense any feeling of, like, she felt like she had to impress those people sitting in the seats. I think that's what it is. When you feel like you need to impress, the feeling like you need to do better and you need to do well for people, that's your downfall. Like, that's been my downfall anyway, because, like, Especially after, like, for example, like, being at this point in my career, cool, I've had my baby now, and my body's changed a little bit, my outfits have changed a little bit, I'm like, I don't look like the same mirror, which is normal, cos, like, you grow and you yeah. change, do you know what I mean? Like, but in my head, whilst I'm on stage, I'm thinking about whether this dress is too short and whether this fupa is too sticking out, do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I'm, like, trying to figure out, like, whilst I'm singing my, my lyric, and it's like, you know, I had to, like, have conversations with my manager and say, like, why have I become, like, so nervous and so, like, kind of, you know, just not feeling, like, so positive about doing this, you know? Especially when there's more lights, there's more cameras, there's more budget, there's more... Yeah. I should feel even more gassed than I did when it was £50 and I was wearing tracksuit with my guitar. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But 
I guess it just comes with the territory. The bigger you get, the more people want to see you fail because it's a talking topic for you to fail. Mm -hmm. And that's what makes you nervous. That's what will have like renowned artists, yeah, who everybody knows their lyrics. When they're forgetting their lyrics on stage, they're apologizing. Don't apologize. You forgot your lyrics, so? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, it's like a real musician, like, when they get to that stage in their career, will completely not care. You go from completely not caring to caring so much and so, like, desperately. And then you kind of have this epiphany when you're like, hold on a minute. Like, you know, I am a world-renowned pianist. I can out-piano you on any day, like, like, of course I'm gonna have, of course, like, I was watching her, like, how she has all this confidence and this poise and, like, thinking, of course, because you've probably thought to your head, like, I'm, I'm a G in this thing, like, I can't, I can't be worried about you guys. In fact, like, if you, everyone's on the same level, there shouldn't really, there shouldn't really be anything to be nervous about. Do you get me? Like, so it's, it's complicated, I think, in terms of, like, your career and stuff. I feel like the bigger you get, the more it's harder. But it's also down to you to like remember the essence of where it started. It's it's like anyone who, like that was, that's at a job, for example. They want to get promoted so bad, yeah. Then they get promoted and they're happy. They do the drinks. Oh, we got promoted, yeah. And then like the next two weeks, they're bawling because they're like, it's so much pressure. pressure yeah. Like, but it's like you've been promoted now. Do you know what I mean? Then the pressure comes, and they need a bit of time to adjust to their new position. Mm -hmm. It's like artists as well. Like once that person has adjusted to their promotion, they're gonna they're gonna. They're going to absolutely Excellent. nail it. Yeah. But with artists, we don't have promotions. You don't go from being a SoundCloud artist, then you blow, and then you're now... Like, there's no one's going, oh, yeah, like, you've progressed to the next stage. Yeah. Like, deal with that now. You're just going, zoom. And, like, when you're up here, it's like, you're looking all the way down. You're like, whoa. I've got That's... to maintain all of this. Do you get I've it? I've got a family. It's long. Yeah. But the best thing to do is to just remember the essence of you enjoy doing this, you love doing this. Like, I perform the best when I am sad. Really? Yeah. Why does it remind you of when you was creating? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it kind of yeah. reminds me of that time. But also, when I go on stage, that's the one time I can just forget everything and just mm. immerse myself in my own music and, like, just share and, like, that energy, you know? When people are clapping for you, like, and people giving you that round of applause, that's energy, you know? Mm. Like, that's sound energy, like, coming at you, filling you up. So she's got to go off stage, get me. She yeah. shakes it off, she comes back on. <laughs> Back, we're back in again. Woo! I was thinking, <laughs> wait! I'm learning so much from this. Yeah. Like, this is wonderful. But I think it's, a, it's definitely a, a journey. It's just not that easy for creatives because there's no structure. And you know, the hard part about being a creative, I believe in any discipline, I get to see it from artists' point of views, watching artists' journeys often, mm. is when you blow and you've got the buzz, mm. everyone's with you, mm. and then everyone sort of forgets that they need to push you again to move you forward. Because if yeah. you blow and you brush, you're cool. Yeah. All right, we're going to wait for the next hot thing. And even the way the industry is in terms mm. of always trying to be onto the next, onto the next, you can sometimes get to that midpoint of your career where I'm not hot and fresh yet, and I find it in presenting as well. Mm. You're not hot and fresh anymore, but you haven't exceeded the point where you're with all the people on that sort of thing. And audience plays a big part of that and obviously she's doing it on this stage for the barbican and stuff mm. but the way she's so confident that when she finishes her piece she doesn't even look relieved she just mm. looks like yeah i'm finished mm. i'm what off stage back on stage mm. sort of thing do you feel audiences understand the journey of a creative and an artist the way we experience it or do they just consume um i think it's both 
I think there's a population that just consume whatever's given to them, like as in whatever's put in front of them, you know? And then there's a whole nother, you know, group of people that music is their whole, music maps out their life. So like for me, for example, like random one, okay. Probably when I was like in my early teens, um, Ben Howard. <gasps> the Wolves, Ben Howard, Old Pine. Oh my days. Now mirror. Oh my days. My goodness. Black flies on the windowsill. Do you get it? Do you understand? Okay, thank you. So when I saw Ben Howard perform, that I went to watch him at Hammersmith Apollo. And this was he didn't even perform the album. Yeah, I was guided, but it doesn't matter. Because I wanted, like, you know, I but even still, I was there, and that experience for me was completely different from everyone else in there. Like, some people could have gone there because they think Ben Howard is cute. Do you get me? They have their fans of him and they, what he looks like. Some people probably went there because they love his albums, they love his music. Then some people went there because they have like a, you know, like a different, deeper yeah. feeling towards that artist. To like, sounds, yeah. if I go and watch any of my favorite artists, like if I was to watch Kendrick, Live, bro, I'm, I'm, I, that's different, it's different. Mm. Like, it's different for me watching Ben Howard was different for me watching Ice Hatter. Like, it's like, that's me going to, to remind myself what I've been through, to listen to stuff mm. live and like, oh my God, like. But then watching her perform was like new and fresh. And that's me as an audience member perceiving two different shows completely differently. Like, so it's oh, yeah. like, it, it really just depends on the artist and the, the actual fan. Some people go to shows to troll. Like some people mm. actually will pull up to their, the, the artists that they hate the most. They'll mm. pull up to their show and they'll like, you know, make noise. Like, do you get? It's like we want to tell them to shush. You get me? Like, like, and for me, it's like, if any, like, for example, if you were at at, at the thing and somebody like was talking loudly on their phone at a classical, everyone's saying shh. Do you understand? Yeah. When I'm at the cinema. Don't interrupt my film, like, mm. shush, talk, but just keep it at a very, because we're watching something, like people have paid money to come and watch something. So it's like, there I feel like with classical music, there's an etiquette and there's rules. Like, you know, it's the difference between going to like, I don't know, like a normal restaurant and going to like a very top tier restaurant where they've got a different fork for every plate. Mm, yes. Do you know what I mean? Like the etiquette, and that's what I really enjoyed that because I've been to so many, Places where it's like, you, we're not even respecting this artist right now. Like, this artist has traveled, they've rehearsed, they've paid budget, they're paying all these people around them to give you an amazing show. The least you could do is just watch respectfully. Mm. Do you get what I mean? Like, it's like, it, it should be normal. Whereas I feel like with other genres of music and other types of shows, when people go there, they don't really have respect. And obviously, mm. it, might, it might be because of like, get me alcohol consumption or just the kind of vibe that the music brings. I mean, there's definitely shows that I've been to where I am going to rage. Yeah. That is punished. the, like, I've dressed to rage. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm wearing loose, no hoops. <laughs> I'm trying to get into the mosh myself. Do you get it? So it's like, that's completely different. Whereas I'm going to a classical event, my mom will put on a dress, you know, I'll drink wine <laughs> that day. You know, like, there will be no hard liquor. It will just be wine and like, mm. you might even speak a little differently. <laughs> it's just like, I'm in and like, it's, it's nice to, to be taken out of your, not comfort zone, but your normal zone. Mm -hmm. Like, do you get me? And I feel like, again, with music, we in the UK here, it's pop, it's R&B, it's hip hop, you know? 
Like, and then we've got like our punk culture and our indie culture mm. over here to the side, and then with the rock, you know, it's just yeah. here. And then classical is down there. Yeah, and it's like, far. for yeah. me yesterday, it brought it all the way back because it's like, I think there's a disconnect with how many, how much coverage um, classical the coverage music is gets. So important. Do you know what I mean? So I was at the Guap Gala. Was you at the Guap? Guap no, yeah, no, I didn't make what, it. So I was at the Guap Gala. It yeah. looked absolutely amazing. It looked, Everyone looked yeah. so beautiful. Looked, oh, my God. It, looked, it was it actually was, amazing. It was really, really, really good. And then from going to that and then watching Isata, I'm like, why is she not there? But we ain't made that connect, connect yet. yet. Yeah. So maybe shows like this can encourage people. I don't know if it's a spread in the words thing, because the way it's impacted us, yeah. I know it's going to impact other people yeah. the way it is. And I guess that's good about like being at the bar, because you can come and get that variety different, and different variety. the shows that I've seen over the past couple of weeks, so different, but still mm. so inclusive and still so accessible. And you also mentioned the fact that she was a woman just bossing it, mm. captivating the whole audience. Mm. And I feel like it's really hard for women in any industry. Like, yeah. even as you mentioned, having a baby, yeah. you're gonna have to now take time off. You wanna mm. raise a family. Well. And, or, or your, or your baby's well, in your arm in the or studio. Or you can do free, wireless three weeks after you've given birth. You know, it's really up to you. Three like, weeks. Really up to you. Yeah, man. Three. Oh, sure, man. Three. <laughs> you don't know my angles. <laughs> and I did it because I wanted to prove to people that it, it can be done. Don't, you don't have to do it, but it can be done. Because, yeah, like back to you saying, the whole women stuff, the, the you know, it's, it's in, in life in general. I think if you are a woman, I think if you are somebody of colour, I feel like if you are in a marginalised group, you know, like in a group where people don't really understand you, whether it's, you know, the LGBT community or whatever, like these groups of people that in, you know, especially in this country, it's like, it's harder. Mm. It's just harder. It's just what it is. Like, so to watch like a woman, she's from Sierra Leone, like, she get me? Like, I think she's, she's also uh, Antiguan. She's got Antiguan mm. descent as well. Um, being on stage, looking fabulous, looking beautiful, young, like, fresh, like, just... Like, that is very different from what we're used to seeing. You said watching Isis on stage was, like, almost an out-of-body experience, mesmerising. You mm. said, what other artists have given you that feeling when you've seen them live? Um... Let me have a think. I mean, with Isata, it was very different because, again, she's doing classical music, she's not singing, she's just playing her instrument. Um, but I think another artist that I've seen that I was like completely mesmerized was Tidra Moses. Mm. Years ago, I watched her perform, yeah? You know, she grown, she's sexy, she just like, that's a woman right there, you mm. know? And I just, like, I remember watching her perform and I was just thinking, like, I'm trying to be like you. Like, do you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, just because she was just oozing with confidence and like, even the crowd as well that went to that show was an older crowd. Like, I was around like, 30, 40-year-olds, you know, that were, like, there with their missus and, like, do you know what I mean? Mm. It was, like, I like being in... Um, I like going to concerts and shows where it's, like, not my usual, mm. like, just to explore. So, yeah, Tidra Moses and... Who else have I seen Lost. that's, like, blown my mind? Like, obviously, I have a lot of peers in the music industry. Yeah. Like, all of their shows are made. Anyone who's my brethren is lit, you know? <laughs> so their show's lit. Um, but I think another person who I've watched and I've been like completely like, wow, is um, probably Ben Howard, you know? Is it? Yeah. Cause that like, just the whole show was like one fat acid trip. It was just like, there's colors, there's sounds. Mm. There's just like, this is not even, I felt like I wasn't even sober and I was, do you know yeah. what I mean? And that, that is very, 
um, that was really cool. And I cried a lot. In you cried a lot in yeah, the like, wow. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I'm here. And I know when I go and watch Paramore perform, like, I know this, I haven't been yet, yeah. but when I go, I will be mesmerised. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be the same thing. One thousand percent. Like, that's, like, that's my heart. Like, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like, so, um, yeah. I was We've been talking about up. how ISIS has shut it down, like, the amount of times I wanted to wheel it when I see Yeah, it. you can't, you <laughs> can't, can't give classical that, music yeah. wheel-ups, like. I thought she deserved the wheel. <laughs> so her one woman on stage, piano, you watching and being taken aback, is there anything you'll take from what you saw and then put into your own performance? Yeah, definitely. Um, I would take... I wouldn't say she was lost, but she looked like she was lost in the music. She looked like we weren't even there. Like, do you know what I mean? And, like, I could see by her facial expressions that, like, she felt... She was... Like, as she was playing... Have you ever seen the video of Samford, Nobody Knows Me, like, the piano? It's with Adwa Aboa and um, Samfa, and, like, she's basically the piano. Okay. Like, but in a woman. Like, it's a beautiful, beautiful video. Great song as well, yeah? And, like, it kind of reminded me of that, where I was, like, I felt like her and the piano were one. And I could see stardust and shit. Like, mm. I don't know if I'm allowed to swear, sorry, but... <laughs> like, I could see, like, loads of, like, sparkles around her. Like, it was weird. Like, I... I've never really watched a pianist and felt like that. So that's what I would take. I would take, the, I would take how comfortable and how lost she looked in her own music. Like, me, next time I go on stage, like, I want to be able to listen to my music and be completely lost in the sound of that. And rather than thinking about, oh... Because, you know, now it's, like, show value, isn't it? You've got pyrotechnics, you've got dancers, you've mm. got... Uh, anything to distract people from the actual song itself. Whereas with her, there was no distractions, no, distractions. no screen, no nothing, just pure music. And I think for me, it was very refreshing. I'm taking a lot of notes from that performance and like how to like, adapt certain things, you know, to my own performances, do you know what I'm saying? So thank you, Isatar, we love you, Queen. <laughs> very, very <laughs> beautiful to hear. Your experience at the Barbs was via your phone online, which yeah. I find really, really cool because yeah. you could be at the Barbs from wherever you are. Yeah. But in three words, how would you describe it? What would you say in three The performance? Words? Your experience at the bar, whatever that may be. Well, I would describe it as um, very well thought out. Like, just the whole... Even, like, for somebody who... Like, the Barbican in itself, as a place, is beautiful already. It's massive. The, what Being able to watch... You know, we had so many different angles, so you could see the stage set up, you could see the audience set up. So, and, like, I know already if I was there, I'd already feel like I was in a very higher, upper echelon-type mm. place, you know? Um, and secondly, I feel like just the fact that being able to have it from a life perspective, COVID, work, being ill or having babies, having toddlers that can't necessarily get out as much, but you don't have to miss it. Like, that, I think, is really important because there's a lot of people who, like you know, want to travel to the Barbican and they live in Leeds, do you mm. know what I'm saying? And it's like, the trains are on strike, so, like, we can't get here. So mm. you go online, you do the setup, you pay your money, like, you can add a donation, like, it's just really easy, really quick, like, I, I got to the live... And then you get to kind of create your own... I feel like the time mm. of, like, um, home concerts is really coming, mm. and I'm like, I feel like it's, it's going to come because... 
you know, just the way that our, our world is moving, I already know that they've got concerts now that you can buy in VR. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, and I, I, like, I low-key tried to, like, I bought the Oculus thing, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, whoa, like, if I was to see a concert, you know, just sit in my living room and I'm there. Just turn around, there's all people next to me. Like, I'm like, watching the, you know? Like, so I feel like the technological side of being able to be present at shows and get a very unique experience. We did a similar thing for, like, wireless during COVID when, you know, no one could be there, so they had, like, a virtual... Right, yeah. So it's, it's fun to experiment with all these new tech, technologies, do you know what I mean? And, like, again, it made it... I, I couldn't make it due to, like, real reasons, you know? Mm. And then it's like, I got to still be there. still got to be there. Yeah, and I, yeah. Like, that I found very, very helpful and useful. And I feel like... I honestly feel like kind of, like, every sort of, like, strong house of, like, um, presenting art or music or crafts or whatever should have that, where anyone who's unable to make it can still get, like, you know, like a... a I felt like I had a front-row seat. Yeah. Like, I genuinely, at one point, felt like I got a better... Um, view of it than actually being there. Mm -hmm. But only, like, obviously, if I was to be there, I, I'd feel the it more. Yeah, yeah I'd yeah, feel yeah. that. I'm like, that's what I obviously was missing because I'd, I I couldn't be there, innit? But I didn't feel like I was lacking watching it live. Got you. Which, was, which is important because if, if you're at the concert and the live doesn't match up, then you're just going to be feeling like, what's the point? Almost, yeah. But the live kind of gave me a little bit more insight. It's like, we know you're not there. We know you can't yeah. feel this beautiful energy. You can see energy, from different angles. You can, yeah, like, I got... Mm. Yo, she was cutting it. <laughs> I said, wow, <laughs> this is crazy. Like, and, like, she's playing, like, you know, like, her takes on, like, lullabies, like, children's mm. songs and making them sound like a adult piece, you know? So, like, yeah, I feel like... Yeah, the live aspect was just brilliant. And I got to see her close up, got to see her face, just... Mashallah. Wow, just talking about it, reliving it. I Fun. need her to play again. I need yeah, her to trust. play. Watch, watch me be on her, what, her song kick. Look at where she's going to be <laughs> playing next. Isis Akane Mason at the Barbs. Absolutely amazing. We've got two new classical music fans. Well, one old revitalised and one That's new. That's it. I'm booking the tickets <laughs> right now. Mirame, thank you so much for coming. Thank you for having for me. For enjoying thank it and well. for speaking about everything because... We're going to another classical music show. 100%. For sure, for sure. We're going to make it a yes, thing. Yes, exactly. At, at the, the Barbs. Barbs. <laughs> <laughs> and that was lit. I had a Barbs, yeah. <laughs>